We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated on Fan Nation. It is Tuesday, January 25th, and we got a lot of stuff going on within Oregon sports right now. Uh, Later tonight, I'll be at the Colorado men's basketball game, uh, and then we have uh, women's basketball tomorrow. Both of those teams are playing some terrific basketball. Uh, Oregon hosted a bunch of recruits on campus over the weekend, a combination of official and unofficial visitors, some of those which we're going to talk about in uh, this episode of the podcast, or if you're watching along over on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Either way, appreciate you guys tuning in and appreciate the support as always. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future videos and lock in on the social media platforms, particularly my Twitter, at mtaurussports, that name right there on your screen. So let's get into the focus of today's video, and that is Oregon running back CJ Verdell uh, declaring for the NFL draft or more or less opting to stay in the NFL draft You know, as an upperclassman. Uh, you're more or less kind of just automatically entered uh, into the draft is kind of the situation with Verdell. Uh, but he did announce that uh, he was going to be moving on from Oregon uh, now that, um, you know, he wants to to go pro and uh, test his talents there. So um, real quick, just want to uh, read his, uh, you know, farewell note to fans and, and the Oregon community, football program, et cetera, uh, just so you can kind of hear where he's coming from and, and it's always nice to, to put the athlete's words out there, right? Because people are going to say what they want uh, about an athlete's given decision. But want to start there with his words. He said in his note, I want to start off by first acknowledging and thanking God. I know for a fact that none of this would be possible if it were not for his guidance, protection, and favor. Ever since I was a young buck, I have dreamed of this moment. Now that it has arrived, I have to say it feels surreal. There are not enough words to express my gratitude and love for each and every one of my coaches teammates, trainers, tutors, family, friends, and supporters. You have all made such a tremendous impact, not only on my game, but my life. Most, More specifically, I want to give a special shout out to everyone at the J-Club, especially Miss Janine. I do not know what I would have done without all your help and guidance. The education and life skills that I have learned during my time at the University of Oregon are invaluable, and I will carry them with me forever. I would also like to shout out Chief and Stephanie. You both supported me during the lowest, my lowest times and kept me on the field. Mom, Dad, and Zaria, I know thank you is not enough, and it won't make up for the long hours of standing in the cold and rain to watch me play, the long car rides to my games, the nosebleed seats at away games, 
and the countless hours of training in the garage. But thank you. You guys have been my number one support system, my foundation when all else seemed unsure. I love you all so much and promise to continue to make you proud on and off the field. The memories and friendships that I have made over these last five years are ones that I will cherish and carry with me for the rest of my life. With all this being said, I have decided to declare for the 2022 NFL draft from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Oregon seven out. So there you have it. CJ Verdell uh, has a finish officially, uh, you know, wrapped up his college career at the university of Oregon. He's definitely going to go down as one of the, the great Oregon backs that we've seen come through the program. Go ahead and leave me a comment and let me know where you think uh, CJ Verdell kind of ranks for your all time backs at Oregon. You know, I got a lot of great names that have come through here. Uh, DeAnthony Thomas, LaMichael James, uh, Royce Freeman, um, just just a few that we can name. You know, Byron Car- uh, Byron uh, Marshall, excuse me. He was a wide receiver and a, a running back for the Ducks in his years here in Eugene. Byron Carwell is the guy we're certainly going to talk about plenty on this episode of the pod. Um, but yeah, go ahead and let me know kind of what your thoughts are on, on uh, Verdell's decision and, um, you know, kind of what, uh, what you thought about his career with the Ducks. Certainly going to be one to remember, you know, obviously his, his uh, final season with the Ducks was cut short in 2021 when he suffered a season-ending injury against the Stanford Cardinal out in Palo Alto. Travis Dye ended up, uh, you know, stepping in for him and then really shouldering most of the rushing workload for the Ducks in the 2021 season. I think this is probably a good decision for Verdell just for to offer my two cents. You know, that's kind of why you guys are here, right? You know, Verdell was an awesome back at Oregon, definitely one of the tops in the Pac-12 and and um, you know, definitely on the West Coast. But he, he really did get, uh, you know, for uh, unfortunately was battling the injury bug quite a bit. So, you know, if he did choose to come back for one more season, that would have been, you know, another season with, with more tread on the tires as the saying goes, right? So I think um, I think this move makes sense for him to go to the NFL and, and try to, you know, cash in on, on his draft stock and, and a really solid uh, college career, adding value on the ground. Uh, as well, uh, you know, as a runner, but also catching passes through the air. I thought that was an area of his game that that really progressed and he made strides in during his time at Oregon. But uh, wish CJ all the best, you know, got to cover him a couple times uh, at press conferences this this past season and, and during my time uh, in Eugene and, and covering this team when he was here. So all the best to CJ. But now we got to get into kind of the future of the running back position and where things look now, seeing that Travis Dye committed to USC to uh, spend his final year of college eligibility uh, after getting engaged and, and really going back home to um, play his last season of football. So with Verdell and Die both, uh, you know, not going to be with the team here in 2022, we're seeing a little bit of uncertainty right now. And I think, um, you know, not only that, you also look at the running back position where there have been a lot of headlines this offseason, you know, Seven McGee saying he's going to enter the transfer portal and then saying he talked to Coach Lanning and that he's going to be changing his mind. He's going to stay at Oregon. And then more or less the same thing with Sean Dollars, right? You know, entering and taking his name out of the portal a couple times. Uh, but those guys are both locked in. And then you have Trey Benson transferring to uh, Florida State, where he'll join Micah Pittman. So that's obviously, uh, you know, a lot of movement at one position. And I think it was it's interesting now because for the longest time, I feel like it was always, you know, Oregon running backs, you know, they're always completely loaded and there's still definitely a lot of talent in that room, but they're at the position now where it's not so much, how are you going to distribute the carries? It's who's going to be, you know, in this room, they only have uh, three scholarship running backs on the roster. As it stands right now, you look, of course, at Byron Carwell, the freshman out of San Diego who had a terrific 2021 season 
really saw him kind of start to pick up some more steam uh, at that Colorado game. Uh, after that Colorado game, I should say, you know, that game was awesome. And then just kind of from there, that was Halloween weekend. He really just uh, started to keep, he kept on turning heads rather. So he's a guy that, you know, Duck fans, I'm sure feel really confident about. Love his his patience uh, as, a, as a young back, you know, running out of the backfield. Um, really has good vision and, and I think is playing ahead of his years. Uh, if you look at some of the other running backs that we've seen in the Pac-12. So I'm really excited to see what he has to what he has in store for this next year. It's actually his birthday as we're recording this. So uh, happy birthday to, to Carwell. I got one of those Facebook memories of a story that I wrote exactly a year ago today when he committed to, to Oregon at a Morse High School in San Diego. So kind of a, a cool little tidbit there. But really excited about Carwell. I feel like he's an awesome, really well-rounded back. Um, that, that gives Oregon a, a lot of promise uh, offensively heading into next season. And then after Carwell, you have Seven McGee. Uh, who, who played a little bit last year, uh, also as a, as a true freshman for the Ducks. And I think with him, what's kind of interesting is you saw the wide receiver position kind of get shaken up a little bit towards the end of the season with, with uh, major injuries to Johnny Johnson and Jalen Red and Micah Pittman entering the transfer portal uh, at a pretty odd time. But either way, you know, you still got to go out there and play. So we saw Chris Hudson really coming on at the end there, Troy Franklin, Dante Thornton, uh, Isaiah Crocker kind of involved there. But I bring up the wide receiver position because McGee was ultimately getting used uh, at the, as a wide out um, a little bit, you know, towards the end of the season. So we're seeing him kind of bounce back and forth between those two positions. But I think he's a guy that just has, he just oozes potential. Right. And we really saw that um, albeit in limited quantity uh, last year in 2021, but when he had the ball in his hands, you know, good things really happened, catching balls out of the backfield, getting some good returns on special teams as well. So I'm really excited to see him. Definitely doesn't strike me as one of those more traditional running backs. When you look at Carbwell, uh, you know, probably a guy that can uh, sustain a little bit of a heavier workload, but that's not to say that McGee shouldn't be on the field. He is uber talented. And uh, I think that Kenny Dillingham is really probably uh, excited to see kind of how he can get him more involved in his first year running this Oregon offense after coming over from Florida state, where I just mentioned Trey Benson ended up taking his talents after entering the transfer portal. And then you also have Sean dollars, right? He's kind of the wild card of this bunch. Um, you know, we really haven't seen him too involved at Oregon since committing to the Ducks in the 2019 signing class. Um, you know, big time talent out of the Southern California area, Rancho Cucamonga, before transferring to modern day to finish out his senior year. Um, you know, he has had one major injury uh, that happened. I believe it was just before spring ball last year. And that injury was ultimately severe enough to keep him out for the entire 2021 season. Um, so we really haven't seen uh, a whole lot of him. We saw him during the 2020 season. Um, you know, had uh, had some great uh, flashes in that Pac-12 championship game against USC. I thought he was going to get more uh, more burn when um, CJ went down uh, towards the end of that 2020 season, right? Particularly in the Fiesta Bowl. I'm surprised we didn't see more of him in the Fiesta Bowl. I was at that game in Arizona, and it was really ugly for the Ducks. Um, you know, just not really being able to stop much uh, from that Iowa State offense when the Ducks were on defense, and then things were just a mess offensively for, for them for a lot of that. It felt like every time they got momentum, uh, there was a penalty or, or uh, you know, things just kind of got tripped up and, and the, the offense ultimately stalled. So I was surprised we didn't see dollars more there. I think he really could have helped uh, the Ducks out uh, in that game particularly. But for him, I feel like he's got a really well-rounded skill set. Uh, another guy that I'm excited about, but he's kind of one of the biggest question marks right now just because we haven't seen him playing on the field that much. But uh, you know, his dad was in Twitter spaces the other day, you know, talking about how he's just a thousand percent. He's ready. He's he's all in. Um, he's feeling great and, and he's ready to go. So 
Um, you know, shout out to those Twitter spaces and, and the Oregon community that's been running those. I know that they're getting a lot of traction and it's cool to, to hop in there, talk every now and then, and then kind of see where you Oregon fans are at as a fan base. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with uh, some of those backs currently on the roster and then talk about this big recruiting weekend and uh, that they had last weekend and the even bigger recruiting weekend that's shaping up, taking form this upcoming weekend with it being the last weekend that the Ducks and every school can host recruits on campus ahead of that February signing day and another dead period. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So just to talk about some of the guys that were here last weekend, I think the biggest name that kind of surprised a lot of people was Colorado running back transfer Jarek Broussard, uh, originally out of the Dallas area. He is a a big-time prospect who's obviously um, played some really good football since he uh, came to the Pac-12. He was the 2020 Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year, um, and he just balled out during that shortened COVID season. And the Buffs were playing some really good football, and and we thought that they might even – uh, you know, meet with with Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. It was kind of looking like at one point that that would be a real possibility. Uh, but, you know, things happened and that COVID season was wild. So now you look at 2021 and the Buffs had a really rough year, uh, just had, you know, terrible offense, really bad offensive line. So made it kind of hard to, to see, um, you know, a great body of work from Broussard. But I think he's an awesome back that the, the Ducks, uh, you know, are, are really considering right now after obviously getting him on campus. There's been some reports that he is headed to uh, Michigan State for that final visit, but um, I haven't confirmed that myself. So just talking about some of the other reports that we're seeing and where he might ultimately end up uh, taking that last visit before he, um, I don't know when he's making this decision, but um, it looks like that's probably one of the the last visits he's going to take. I believe he was on campus at TCU on Friday before he got to Eugene on Saturday. Uh, So you look at Michigan State, they obviously have former Colorado head coach Mel Tucker, uh, who has a relationship with Broussard, I'm sure. So that's kind of where we're seeing some background there. I really like what I saw from him at Colorado. He is a little bit of a smaller back at 5'9", 185. So I believe he's a little bit smaller than Travis Dye. And um, I think if I'm this staff, I'm kind of maybe looking at getting a 
maybe a more of a traditional back because we already talked about some of the styles that we have in the runners uh, in the backfield for the Ducks now. But, I mean, hey, if Jarek Broussard wants to play for the Ducks and I'm this staff, I don't think I'm turning him away by any means. Uh, and then I think another guy that we uh, should talk about that was on campus last weekend is uh, Georgia running back commit Jordan James. Uh, he's out of the Tennessee area. I'm going to see if I can get some highlights up here. So bear with me while I get this up on my end. There we go. So we got some highlights if you're watching over on YouTube. 2021 highlights, 5'10", 195 pounds. Um, you know, just some more details on, on Jordan James. So he is out of Oakland High School in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Committed to Georgia uh, almost a year ago now, uh, late late March of 2021. He's got a lot of big-time offers. Um, and he was on campus this past weekend for an official visit with the Ducks. So you can see that there's obviously some mutual interest there. Maybe Dan Lenning's uh, leaning on that Georgia connection a little bit to get him out here. You know, seeing an obvious need at running back, seeing all the move with all the movement rather uh, that the Ducks have had at that position in, in uh, recent weeks now. So I think Jordan James is is a, a little bit of a smaller guy, like I was saying, but you know you can see some of his running here. I think he's got a really rugged style and just a hard nosed guy, and he adds some he adds some uh, receiving value out of the backfield as well. So. Um, I think a lot of people were maybe concerned a little bit after Cristobal left about, you know, this staff and, and them pushing into the Southeast. Cause we saw after Cristobal left, you know, TJ Dudley decommitted Tanner Bailey ultimately flipped to South Carolina. The ducks lost all of their commitments in Texas, but for Dan landing and Carlos Lachlan to bring in a visitor like Jordan James out of Tennessee so quickly and someone with obvious major sec ties, I think it says a lot about the staff uh, it looks like Oregon's definitely a contender here. Uh, I haven't been able to talk to James personally yet. I've been trying to, though. Um, and there, it looks like there are reports that he's going to be heading to Florida uh, this upcoming weekend for his last official visit before ultimately uh, making his announcement. Will he stay with Georgia, or will he maybe go with one of these other programs like Oregon and Florida, given Chase late here? Billy Napier obviously being uh, the new head coach over there in Gainesville. Two programs that both have new coaches new head coaches um, and obviously new staffs, but making some major pushes on the recruiting trail for some big time guys. So uh, Jordan James, definitely a name to keep an eye on now. So go, go ahead and follow him on Twitter and, and check out some more of his highlights. If, if you guys want to learn uh, a little bit more about him. And then there was one more guy that I wanted to talk about uh, in this episode of the pod that I'm sure a lot of people are excited about. That is running back Andrew Paul in the 2022 class out of Parish Episcopal High School in Dallas, Texas. You see the stats there, uh, you know, 2,824 yards. This dude is just an absolute machine. Um, you know, he, he was on, he um, rather was on uh, official visits, an official visit, excuse me, to Clemson this past weekend. So big for Dabo Sweeney to uh, get him on campus. If you look at the Clemson program and kind of what's going on there, uh, looking for two new coordinators. Actually, they, they believe that they found their new coordinators, but, Brent Venable is obviously taking the job at uh, Oklahoma. And then um, I believe it was Tony Elliott who uh, took uh, a new job. I want to say it's Virginia or Virginia Tech. Someone has to forgive me on that and fact check me. But either way, you're losing two major coordinators. So not rebuilding over there in Clemson by any means, but they're looking the most vulnerable they ever have. So big for the, the Tigers to get uh, Paul on campus for a visit. And then he was also at Michigan for an official visit. And uh, I also believe it was Colorado. Uh, they got him on campus uh, right before the early signing period back in December. Uh, so I know that Oregon, for a fact, is trying to get him on campus right now. 
uh, for an official visit this weekend ahead of his decision. But, um, you know, I've been talking to a couple sources and, and they were saying that your guess is as good as mine for if he uh, ends up, you know, where he ends up taking a visit this weekend. I believe he has two more official visits. If you look at Colorado, Michigan and Clemson as some of the schools that he's checked out. So, um, you know, Ducks are really pushing hard to, to get him on campus for a visit. you got to figure their chances are pretty good, um, you know, with how effective Dan Lanning and Carlos Lachlan have been at, uh, you know, building these relationships with new guys. Uh, it is worth noting uh, that they did go in home to visit Andrew Paul um, and, you know, like I said, keep building that relationship. So I think that they got a great chance of, of getting him on campus for a visit. And then if they get him on campus for a visit, then you got to figure that the Ducks are, are going to be right there. Um, you know, with, with Clemson, he also got Paul, that is, he also got a Georgia offer. So that's kind of interesting to see that kind of transpire with, uh, you know, Jordan James being committed to Georgia and, and visiting the Ducks last week. So it's, it's really heating up here. Cause if you're Oregon, you know, do you want to take two running backs? I think if I'm them, I maybe want it in a best case scenario, maybe you get Broussard from the portal and then you, uh, you can get one of, uh, Paul or James. I really like Paul just because I think he's really, really well-rounded. I love the, I love his running style, very compact and technical. He's got that home run speed and explosion and, and uh, patience. And he's, he's really, really good moving laterally, you know, changing direction. That's something you really want as a running back. Um, you know, you can see that he has uh, the ability to run a variety of run concepts with a, you know, the inside zone or uh, counters as well. So I think that's great. You see him working out of the spread here, something that's been uh, the shotgun spread offense. <clears throat> excuse me, which has been something that Oregon's done for a while now. We're kind of still waiting to see what Kenny Dillingham's offense is going to look like. But I mean, how do you see a guy like Paul, who's just been absolutely skyrocketing on the recruiting trail and, and not be pretty intrigued and think that he would be a good fit for you. So like I said earlier with seven McGee, you know, will he ultimately be utilized more as a receiver or as a running back? We're kind of waiting to see now. A lot of people are waiting for uh, some transfer additions, whether it be at cornerback again, the ducks got Christian Gonzalez earlier in the, uh, off season, but I think they would be wise to add another transfer corner. And then you're looking for a guy maybe with some more experience at running back uh, from the transfer portal. And then that's why guys like Jarek Broussard look like they could be pretty good options. And then I think adding Broussard best case scenario and Paul, like I said, um, you know, is, is kind of what, what I would want to do if I was the Oregon staff, but it's really a numbers game, you know, scholarships getting tight, people entering the portal, uh, people want to come to Oregon, you know, you see a lot, a lot of movement. So it's, it's a lot of moving parts here and it's not something easy for the staff to uh, handle, but um, you know, just goes home, goes to show you again, why it's so important for the ducks and this coaching staff to, to really have a, a great weekend. Uh, when you host visitors this upcoming weekend, tons of really big 2023 guys coming in um, to visit. I know Dave Uli is coming. He's a former commit in that 2022 uh, class for the Ducks out of Puyallup High School on the offensive line. You got to figure the Ducks could really use some offensive line help in the 2022 class, seeing that Michael Wooten was the only guy that they signed uh, on offense, uh, let alone the only offensive lineman during the early signing period. So Dave Uli is a is a guy that uh, looks like the Ducks are hosting for an official visit this weekend. He did visit Oregon previously, but with the new coaching staff in place, uh, you are able to take another official visit. Um, you know, to that school that had that coaching change. So Miami got him on campus and he was at the Poly Bowl last week in Hawaii. So, um, you know, big move for the Ducks to, to get him back on campus and, and you know, hopefully, you know, just refresh, you know, say, well, this is why you're going to call this home. This is why you love the Oregon in the first place. So Dave Dooley, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. But uh, 
that's about all I have for uh, this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. If you guys are watching on YouTube, again, I thank you so much for checking out our video. Kindly ask you subscribe to the channel. It only takes a second out of your day. It's totally free, and it's a tremendous help to what I'm doing covering the Ducks, bringing you guys that coverage that you guys love. So thank you so much for watching this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at mTaurus Sports and go over and check out all the Oregon Ducks content that we have at ducksdigest.com. And uh, you can also find uh, and follow the other writers on our team. You know, got Dylan Rubin King, Graham Metzger, Billy Spots, uh, Nick Batty, John Rustic. They're all doing great writing for us. So uh, please go ahead and check that out and give them a follow. That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Appreciate you guys for listening, watching, supporting, however you're tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. And I will see you guys in the next video. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.